Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning. Welcome to Real Presence Radio Live. Here with Father Randall Kiesel. I'm broadcasting live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. Great to have you listening in today. It's a beautiful day here in southeastern Minnesota, and we're very blessed to have you with us and for the blessings of our Lord. And as we begin each uh, radio program, I invite you to join me in prayer in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And let us invoke the Holy Spirit for all of our needs. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Joseph, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And again, thank you for being with us. We've got a great show this morning, a wonderful lineup of speakers, and looking ahead to various things in our Catholic faith here. We've got many blessings at Real Presence Radio. And our first guest is with us here on the line, uh, Dr. Stephen Ray, a theologian and scripture scholar, and one who is going to come to Rochester, Minnesota, uh, for our Real Presence Banquet coming up in just over a month. So, Stephen Ray, welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Father Randall, and thanks for promoting me to being a doctor. I am not, but I'll take oh, that on. <laughs> Great. Well, no problem. Well, you're, you're probably uh, very knowledgeable about some things. I, I know I listened to some scripture uh, talks from you, uh, Steve, Stephen, so, but I'm glad to have you on the show this morning. And to begin with, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself then, uh, about who you are and what sorts of things you do? Well, I, I hope people are interested. I'm, I'm, my name's Steve Ray. I'm married to the same woman for 45 years. I love her more now than I loved her when I married her. We have four great kids who are all faithful Catholics. In fact, they're all apologists for the faith. And we have 19 grandchildren, which also are all fired up for the faith. Two of them are in Catholic universities. Good ones, by the way, not the kinds that have fallen away from the faith, but uh, Ave Maria University in Wyoming Catholic. Oh, very and good. And so that's a little bit about our life. I, I married my wife early, and we started a business, and we homeschooled our kids all the way through high school. Maybe that's part of the reason that they're still Catholic today. Yeah. Um, and we started a business and ran it, but um, we, we built it up to 600 employees. And um, But then I became Catholic, and... 1994, and I lost interest in my business, and so 12 years ago I sold it so I could do what I love to do. Part of that is being on the radio with you. We lead pilgrimages all over the Holy Land and Catholic sites. I write books. In fact, my new book on uh, Genesis, the commentary on Genesis, about 500-some pages, will be out next year with Ignatius. We made a documentary series of movies uh, called uh, Footprints of God's 
the story of salvation from Abraham to Augustine. It's, it's filmed it. It's been 20 years we've been working on it. We've got nine out of 10 done. Filmed all through Iraq and Israel and Syria and Jordan, all the whole story of the Bible on location. And um, I, I, I'm coming to Rochester, Minnesota to speak. So that's one of the important things that I do. Exactly. You're going to help us in uh, Real Presence Radio to promote uh, Catholic radio as well as the, the faith, because you're a great evangelist, a promoter of our faith, as, we, as I know and I think many of our listeners know. Uh, could you share with us a little bit what will you be speaking about at our banquet coming up on December 6th here in Rochester? Well, before I even say that, I'm going to make a comment on how important I think Catholic radio is. And mm-hmm. I've already been out to South Dakota, North Dakota, speaking for real, uh, Presence Radio. And I think that Catholic radio is probably the most important thing happening for the Catholic Church in our country today. Because there's so much noise that we hear on television and in advertisements and on radio and all over the place. Um, it, it influences us. It echoes in our head. And this is why I think Catholic Radio, where we're getting the whole truth and nothing but the truth based on Scripture and tradition, the catechism, teachings of the Church and great guys like you, um, that is what is really helping to shape people. My mom was a convert to being a Baptist in 1953. My mom and dad became Baptist converts. And they understood the power of radio even back then, so that when I was a boy— she had on Protestant radio all the time. She said, if I'm going to get my sons involved in the Bible and hearing all these good things, even if it's by osmosis. So she had that radio station on, and I heard Scripture, and I heard good hymns and preaching, and it had a big impact on me. And so I think it's the same today with Catholic radio. Now that I've discovered the fullness of the faith in the Catholic Church, I think it's very important for families to be immersed in the faith, to have good things going in their kids' ears instead of garbage, and Catholic Radio helps make that happen. So, now back to your other question about what I'm going to be talking about. Uh, I'm going to be talking a little bit about Catholic Radio, though that's not the topic of my conversation, though I am going to help promote it, because this is a fundraiser, and I'm going to express my love for Catholic Radio and Real Presence Radio, especially because I have such a a good relationship with all you folks. But my main story, what I'm going to tell, is how did I become a Catholic? Here's a guy who was born and raised Baptist by Baptist convert parents who were just all fired up for for the uh, Protestant uh, position on the faith. And I was raised right in that milieu, as was my wife. And we even taught classes on how to convert Catholics. Think about oh. that for a second. Wow. I used to teach classes on how to convert people out of the cults. Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, Catholic. <laughs> you guys were just the biggest cult of all. And I used to be able to pick Catholics off the tree like a ripe peach, because I knew all the arguments. Catholics did not know their Bible. They did not understand or know how to defend their faith. They were easy targets to pick off the tree. My goal in life now is to help Catholics realize that the Catholic Church is the fullness of the truth, not only of religious truth, it's the fullness of everything. It is the explanation of reality. Any philosophical question, Christianity has the answer for it, and the fullness of that is in the Catholic Church. So I want to come out and tell how did a guy who used to make fun of the Eucharist, I used to call the Eucharist a cookie Christ. 
Hmm. Think about that for a second. We said we worship the risen Christ in heaven. You Catholics worship a cookie Christ on your altar. We used to say also about Mary and the Pope. The Pope is the Antichrist. The Catholic Church is the whore of Babylon leading people astray. How does a guy who is in that position go all the way across this huge impassable chasm to become a Catholic? And that's what I'm going to tell our story. How did that happen? What were the arguments that we that we struggled with? What were the issues? How did we resolve them? And what do I think of the Catholic Church today? So I'm going to try and do that in 40 minutes. I need two hours, Father. I need two hours. But I am going to talk fast, and I'm going to condense it down to the highlights and do it in 40 minutes. Well, I'll tell you what, Steve, I'm excited to be there because I want to be there to hear this. I want to meet you in person. And I want to do a little plug on this uh this fundraiser coming up here in the Rochester, Minnesota area, it's just because you, you just whet our appetite to come and listen, Steve. So I want to make sure our listeners know in this area, the event will be held Tuesday, December 6th, 2020, Tuesday, December 6th at the Rochester International Event Center. And you can uh, come as a guest or you can sponsor a table of eight. You can look on the Real Presence Radio uh, website. It's realpresenceradio.com for more information, or you can call 877-795-0122. That's 877-795-0122 to learn more about how you can attend, become a table sponsor. Uh, I think there are also registration forms at St. James Coffee in Rochester. You can learn more information there. Uh, but you, I hope many of our listeners here come on out to hear Steve Ray. This is great. Um, all right, can you tell us a little bit more, any other teaser that you've given us? So you've, you've given us a lot of great information, Steve. Well, I would. One of the things. Why? Why would people want to come hear this? Why would Catholics want to come and hear somebody else's story? Well, one of the reasons I think is this: Catholics are getting beat up today. We are being yes. told to shut up. That's right. Keep your religion to yourself. Do not bring it into politics. Do not bring it into the marketplace. Do not just keep your stupid religion to yourself. Keep it in your churches. Don't bring it into the world. Just shut up, Catholics. And I'm telling you what, I'm one that's not going to shut up. We have the truth. We have the freedom of speech in this country, and I'm not going to let some of the secular world beat me up over it. I'm going to be just as vocal as they are. And I think when we get together as Catholics and we find out it's the truth, and we hear a story from a guy who used to be on the other side, who came across the chasm to become a Catholic, and I had to fight the war to get here. We lost both of our families and all of our friends in two weeks. Our families came back eventually, but we lost all of our friends. This was a a big price we had to pay. But why would a guy do that? And what it does is it gives them Catholic strength. It gives them moral support. Well, good grief, we are right. We do have the truth. And then they can stand up in their culture and in their families today. I think that hearing stories, conversion stories, just reinforces for those who are born Catholic, maybe, and never really had the struggle to get here, it reinforces for them and gives them the courage and the strength to be proud Catholics. Amen. I echo that right back to you, Steve, and how uh, invigorating it is, how contagious it is to hear a presentation that's so filled with confidence as your voice is and as your heart is. Clearly, you had a conversion not only intellectually in the arguments, but a conversion of your heart. Uh, you were converted by the love of Christ. And, the, and I had a, a, a friend of mine many years ago who reminded me of these things to be convicted regarding our faith. He just would simply say, well, when you know you're right, you can't be wrong. 
And in the Catholic Church, <laughs> we have the fullness of faith. And what happens is when we're told to be quiet, well, we begin to doubt ourselves. Well, maybe I'm wrong, or maybe it's wrong to speak up and teach others. But to me, it comes down to the one thing, that when we speak our faith, and even in the face of opposition, we really must understand this is a loving action. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm loving God, representing Jesus, and I'm loving the other souls who do not yet know him. And this was the mentality of the first apostles, is the mentality of the missionaries. Yeah. These are acts of love, even if someone doesn't want to hear it. And we have to say, well, how do I best go about this so that it's understood as love? Uh, but nonetheless, we have to allow the outcome be whatever it will be. Even if we're opposed or persecuted in one way or another, we must love God and love those around us by sharing God with them. That's uh, Your words are invigorating. I love to hear you, Steve. Well, thank you. I, at 17, from roughly 17 to 25, uh, my wife and I realized that Christianity wasn't just true religiously. That's the way I was raised, just have faith. That, you know, you don't. But I realized that Christianity was true philosophically more than just religiously even. Yes. Christianity is the truth of reality. It explains reality. And if it, it like, let's just say this, two plus two is four. Everybody accepts that. There is objective reality. Two plus two is four. Everybody does that. But also, the world was made by God, and it also has an objective reality. There are things that are right, and there are things that are wrong. The Catholic Church has properly explained how we got here, why we're here, what we're here to do, and where we're going when we die. It has given us the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And if Christianity is true, then the other religions are less than true. Other religions have maybe some true elements in them, but Christianity is the fullness of the truth. And if it is, then I'm obligated to tell other people about it, because otherwise I'll be judged before God for being uncharitable, that I didn't say anything. Most of the time Catholics say, well, we just don't talk about it. It's a private thing. No, it's not a private no. thing. If we care about the souls of other people, we're going to talk about it, and that's what I'm going to share when I'm there uh, in December. Amen. And that's, that's going to be a great talk. But another thing, going back to the idea, if we fail to speak, we One also can have a time of losing that possibility, of losing our public voice or not having credibility that we do have the fullness of the truth. We have to exercise right. it for it to be credible. That's exactly right. It's like our freedom in our country. If we do not, as Christians and people of goodwill, do not use our freedoms, we're going to lose our freedoms. And if we don't use our freedom of speech for Christianity pretty soon, our churches will be closed down, we'll be shut down, and it's happened many, many times in the world, and don't think it can't happen here. So and it's also like Catholic radio. Catholic radio is ours to 30 keep. 30 seconds. But if we don't support it, it's also ours to lose. Amen. Well, Steve, we're going to go to a break here for a bit. You're listening to Real Presence Radio Live with Father Randall Kazel and special guest Stephen Ray, and we're talking about Steve coming to our fundraiser December 6, 2020, here in Rochester to benefit Real Presence Radio. We'll be back right after break. Stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio. You're listening to Father Randall Kazel broadcasting live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. We have special guest Steve Ray with us here this morning. Welcome to our show again once again, Steve. 
Thank you, Father. Good to be here. By the way, before I forget, I like to publicly thank you for being a priest. I didn't used to like guys like you. I used to think that the Catholic priests were leading their people straight to heaven like a piper. But once I became Catholic, I just love you guys now. And I personally have a rule in my life that if I ever see a priest, I'll drop what I'm doing and run over and say thank you for being a priest. And I've had some really interesting stories about that, like in airports and so on. And I love to tell priests that I'm a convert, and I like to thank them for being priests, especially the priests that wear their collars in public, because I know it's not popular today, but they're courageous and sisters who wear their habits. I always want to go and tell them, thank you for wearing a priestly collar, and thanks for being a priest. We love you. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for your charity and your generosity and, and saying that and also putting it into action. Uh, those things are contagious because, indeed, it is a, it is a gift to be a priest. It's very humbling uh, for the priest and considering the various blessings and whatnot that a priest can do. And it's, but we're instruments. Uh, we, we aid people to get to our Lord, and that's the big goal. Is I, I want to get to heaven, too, and so, but I, we get there together. I'm thankful for your, your great charity and saying that and putting that into action. Um, and again, Steve is with us here this morning uh, to our listeners. He's with us to uh, give a little taste of his presence, his coming to Rochester on December 6th, Tuesday, uh, coming up for a fundraiser for Real Presence Radio. We hope uh, all of our faithfulness area who hear of this will take time to come out and support Real Presence Radio and the fundraiser. Uh, Steve, can you uh, tell us uh, something that you hope people attending the event will be able to take home from your presentation? Yes. I hope that they go home stronger in knowing the truth of Christianity, the truth of it. That Just to, to take it out of the religious category, where most of us think that Christianity and our, our, we call it our faith life, I don't like that phrase, frankly, because the world today you thinks of the world faith as in a fairy tale. You have faith in something that doesn't exist. Once upon a time, in a land far away, there was Jesus and Mary, and you Catholics fell for it. It's this kind of a mentality that the world has. And I want people to realize that Christianity did not begin with once upon a time in a land far away, that it's real true history. It's rooted. I had a, f- a friend one time that said to me, you know, Steve, I have no problem with your Catholic creed. The only problem I have is when you mention Pontius Pilate, because with that, you're tr- it seems like you're trying to tie your creed into real history. Mm. And I said, that's yeah. exactly what we do, because the whole creed is real history. The whole creed that God created the heavens and the earth, and he imposed upon us a natural law, and he imposed upon us a moral law, and it's imposed upon everyone, even if they want to buck the system and don't follow it. And I want people to realize that the Catholic faith and what it teaches is not just religious truth. It is absolute truth, just like two plus two is four. I also want them to go out and realize they have to save their kids. Because today, we think uh, too many families just think their kids are going to grow up automatically and be Catholics automatically. So it's kind of nothing you have to work at. But I tell you, having had four kids and now 19 grandkids, you cannot treat the family as something that's just, oh, well, you know, if we just go to Mass on Sunday, everything will be okay. And we'll, it doesn't. This is like a huge, the family is like a huge art 
masterpiece of art. And the, you're painting. The parents are painting. They're putting the oil paint. Make a mistake, fix it. But uh, it takes a lot of work to make a masterpiece. It takes a lot of forethought and planning and, and execution. And I want my family someday to be on the halls of heaven. And yes. I want God to walk up and down the halls and point at our family and say, that's exactly what I wanted it to be. And this is what the goal of Catholics should be today, to raise their families to be, to be uh, models of what... Today we have all this LGBT, we have all of this gender dysphobia and confusion, we have abortion. Our state of Michigan right now is trying to put into the Constitution the most radical abortion yeah. bill ever that allows kids to have, to have uh, gender changes without their parents knowing about it. You can, you can execute the baby at, up until the moment of birth. And wow. we, we need to say that this is not the way the world was. We've got to be radical Christians. We've got to stand up and say no and raise our families to be radical. I have a talk idea, Father, called Raising Rebels. And that's <laughs> what my wife and I intended to do from the beginning. We said when we raise our kids, when the, in the end, they're all going to be disciples of Jesus Christ. They're all going to be rebels. And um, that's what I want from when I come out to speak today. I want people to see that their family is a great piece of art, that it's the most important thing. Making money and golfing is not the most important thing. The most important thing is raising our families to be disciples of Jesus Christ, and there's a cost, there's a price to pay to do that. Amen. Amen, Steve. That's inspiring. And I hope all our faithful come, and it reminds me that, that uh, families built in the church, keeping God first, being mindful always, we, we live on the rock, the truth of G- who is Jesus Christ, and that our church is not founded on jello, it's founded on the rock. And uh, it is certain uh, regarding our faith. Uh, so it, it'll be great to hear you, Steve. And certainly it seems to me, listening to you and knowing some of the other work that you're doing to foster faith, to inspire hearts, uh, is part part of the fruit of your trips to the Holy Land. And I know that you love to go to the Holy Land. And, um, and maybe some years you spend more time in the Holy Land than at home in Michigan. I wouldn't be surprised. That's really uh, because, true. That's uh, yeah, really I, true. I believe it. And the, the, uh, can you tell us about your latest trip to the Holy Land and some of the things you most yes. love about the Holy Land? Yes, I've been, my wife and I have been to the Holy Land over 200 times. We've wow, led over 100 pilgrimage groups just to Israel. That doesn't count. We also take groups to, like, we just got back from a St. Paul cruise where we had 90 people, and we hit 10 biblical sites all through Turkey and Greece. Cool. And uh, this year we're also going to Pol- next year we're going to Poland, the modern thing. But we have seven trips a year that we do go to the Holy Land. We are leaving, in fact, this afternoon. We just squeeze this talk in because at 4 o'clock we're going to the airport, and we're going to uh, Jordan. We're going to land in Amman, and we've got 57 people that we're going to take for five days through Jordan, all the biblical sites, and Petra, too, by the way. That's on people's bucket list to see Petra. And then we're going to cross over the checkpoint into Israel for another seven days in Israel. And uh, so this is already, I think, we have, now that COVID hysteria is over, we are now, I think this will be our ninth international pilgrimage trip that we've led. Uh, we've gone to Lords and Fatima. We've gone to the Saints and Shrines of Italy, St. Paul Cruise, Oberammergau Play, uh, twice in Germany, and we've been to Israel now. This will be our fifth time to Israel since uh, since we've been back in the air. But uh, going to the Holy Land, I think, is one of the most powerful ways to evangelize people. I have some friends coming with me that are that are Lutheran this time, and I really have a hunch that that's going to have a big impact on them. Uh, going through this land, because the land is very Catholic. <laughs> so yes. I, I've seen so many conversions 
have take place. I'll just tell you one example. A guy came with us, and he said to me, the, fa- the first day, he says, Steve, I don't want to be here in, in the Holy Land. He said, the only reason I'm here is because I made a deal with my wife last year. She went fishing with me for two weeks, so I had to come here with her this year. I said, that's okay. We'll see what happens. Great. Third day into the trip, we're at Capernaum. We're at the synagogue celebrating Mass at the place Jesus said, eat my flesh and drink my blood, right where those words were spoken. And we had Mass there, and that's the readings from the Mass. And when we came out of that church, he came up to me with tears in his eyes, and he said, Steve, I'm not a reluctant pilgrim anymore. I just realized where I am. And I've seen that happen over and over and over again. Yes, uh, beautiful witness, Steve. And I might just add in a little story for myself. I've been to the Holy Land four times. I remember my second uh, trip to the Holy Land, we had a priest who was on board uh, who had cancer. And we were on the Sea of Galilee. And we were inspired to begin to pray for him. And when he arrived back, uh, he went to the doctor and he was told, he's free of cancer. We don't see anything in you. He had a complete wow. healing. And he, he sent out an email after that to describe what he felt in that time of prayer, how grateful he was, but he had no idea the extent of the grace that was given to him. And uh, every trip for me has been a phenomenal with either miracles, blessings, uh, conversions. Uh, my favorite spot is the Holy Sepulchre. Uh, I would get up early and go there uh, to pray as soon as, as, soon as I, it's just yeah. very peaceful for me to be there. And to say Mass there I was, was a, a highlight, probably my whole priesthood, to be able to offer Mass on Calvary and then to be in the, yeah. the, very, the very tomb, the place of the resurrection. So, yeah. oh, that's amazing. What, what is your favorite spot, Steve, when you go to the Holy Land? Well, let me give my website out since now we've teased yes. everyone. It's Catholic right. Convert, CatholicConvert.com, and there's a, a pilgrimage banner at the top. And our our trips sell out eight months in advance, just so people wow. know. Um, so CatholicConvert.com. I would I I also the two places I love the most are the two places I dislike the most is at the same time. The, the Nativity of Jesus, where he was born, and the Church yes. of the Holy Sepulchre. There yeah. is no places like those on the face of the earth where God right. became man. Actually, it's in, in Nazareth is where God became man, because yep. that's where those first cells were both human and divine, but he revealed himself nine months later in Bethlehem. But I also, because those places can be so crowded and loud and pushy and difficult, um, because I'm always going in with a group. I go in with 50 or 90 people, and so I have to deal all the time with the pressures and the... But, but, to, but to watch people come in to the tomb and come out of the tomb with tears in their eyes and say, my life has changed. My daughter went over one time when she was about 15 years old. We were, she was there, and she said, Dad, I'm going to go pray. She went over to the tomb, and she came back in tears. And I said, Emily, what's wrong? Why are you crying? What happened? And she was just sobbing. And finally, I got it out of her. She said, Dad, I've been in that tomb with you so many times before, but today I realized he was really there. And wow. The Lord spoke to her. He met <laughs> yes. her in that tomb, and she, she'll tell you to this day she's never been the same since. Oh, what? And those are the miracles that are awesome to hear about after the fact. It affirms our faith. Jesus is real. He's true. He's the center of all history and the meaning of our future. Yep, no doubt about it. And so, Steve, um, what, what? any other words to encourage people to attend the upcoming Real Presence Banquet? One minute till break. Well, there's. I got one minute left, I think, and, and let me... I'll say it this way. 
there's two reasons to come, three reasons to come there. First of all, to spend an evening with like-minded on fire Catholics and realize you're not the only one out there. There's a bunch of us out there, and we are a force to be reckoned with. So the first one is you're going to be with a lot of good, make friends, be with other good Catholics like us, and realize we're not alone. Second of all, because you're going to be built up in your faith. It's going to, our, my talk and just being there is going to make you stronger Catholic, better fathers and mothers. And third thing it's going to do is help support Ready Catholic Radio. For no other reason, come out for that reason, because Catholic Radio needs to be supported. It's ours to keep, but it's also ours to lose. Amen. And so those are the three reasons I would request people come. And for listeners, go to realpresenceradio.com, and you'll find information on the Rochester Banquet, December 6th. Steve Ray, thank you for being with us today. And now we're going to go to a break. Stay with us for our next segment for the live call-in if you have any questions. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live 